Hey friends, welcome to Radiant Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Grace. I'm so excited to bring this podcast to you. We'll be diving into Bible teachings, prayer, devotionals, testimonies, and so much more, all to help you deepen your walk with Christ. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into it. Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Welcome to Radiant Soul Podcast. I'm so excited for you to be joining me on this first episode. Um, You know, some of you may be tuning in and have been following me for a while. I used to post more regularly during COVID. Um, I used to post like Reiki energy healings and astrology readings and sound healings and all types of stuff. But as of two years ago, actually, the Lord saved me out of the new age and has been so gracious to reveal more of himself to me through his word and actually what like brought me to repentance was actually through his word specifically in Deuteronomy um, 18 where everything what I was that I was doing in the new age were all an abomination to the Lord where as I thought for so long that what the practices I was a part of and like the things I was doing was in service to God it was counterfeit because Satan can't create anything, so he just seeks to pervert things and um, let you fall for the counterfeit uh, versions of the actual power of God and the actual manifest presence of the Lord and the works of the Holy Spirit and the gifts and miracles and signs and wonders that come um, when you're under the blood of Jesus. But I did not know better. I really didn't know better. And so God is so gracious to us. Like when Um, we don't know what we don't know, but the Holy Spirit came and encountered me and the veil was lifted over my eyes and I got to actually see like, wow, God, everything I'm doing right now actually grieves your heart and I'm so sorry. Because for those of you also that don't know, I grew up in church and I grew up knowing of Jesus. I was baptized, water baptized when I was 12. I did confess Jesus as my Lord. And so I did have this understanding of Jesus. The Holy Spirit definitely came and dwelt in me um, at that age, and I was sealed um, with the Holy Spirit, but because I didn't um, really have a place to grow in my faith, not to say like we need to rely on other people to help us grow in our faith, but God naturally did create us to um, be in community and to grow with our brothers and sisters. So because I didn't have like that aspect in my walk, um, and I grew up in a church that really focusly, focusly, what, (laughs) really relied heavily on the, like, the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is great, but I didn't have, like, a theological understanding of sound doctrine to back up what I would see or experience or even feel during a church service, and I, I definitely know now, looking back, because of just time and prayer with the Lord, that He always poured His Spirit out on me and, it was a way that I knew that he was real and that he he loved me and that he was loving. But I didn't know how or why these things were possible. I didn't know that um, I was able to experience the presence of God wherever I was because of Jesus' sacrifice, because of Christ and him crucified. Because at the when he cried out and he took his last breath, the veil torn in two. And so there was no longer a need for like 
the priest to atone for your sin. And like the priest was the only one that could go into the most holy of holies. And there laid the Ark of the Covenant where the spirit of God dwelled, right? He dwelled in a temple. Um, but when Jesus died and, you know, he bled to death for us, that veil torn in two. And the, it says in Matthew, or really in all the gospels, that the veil was torn. And I didn't know these things, right? I didn't, no one had that, uh, no one had been able to walk with me through these things. And, um, but regardless, the Holy Spirit still revealed to me Jesus in different ways, even in my youth. And, um, I knew that he was for me and I knew that Jesus, uh, really cared for me, but I didn't know much more than that. And as someone that is a very deep diver into different topics, I feel like I needed that when I was younger, um, to be, like, discipled properly, I guess you would say, through a mentor or through an older friend or anyone, but I didn't have that, and that's okay, because now I see, <laughs> looking back, how God has used that, um, has used my curiosity and, like, has used, uh, my deep, uh, desire to know the truth to actually show me the truth, which is Jesus, because he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And because of things that I had experienced in my youth, you know, I had God as my foundation, but I also experienced like, you know, normal uh, hormonal things that you go through as a teenager and also being like a school system. I was heavily bullied just for being myself and just for existing. I didn't really bother anyone, but I was bullied for just my quiet nature and all of that. And so I took on like all these identities, like, oh, you're a loser, like you're ugly, like whatever the thing was that they told me that I believed, right, about myself. And Satan also knew that that was something that I was weak in. I was weak in not knowing. I was weak in my identity because I didn't know that I was actually, before anything else, a daughter of the king that I was redeemed and washed by his blood and made clean. And so I held on to a lot of unnecessary shame and guilt pretty much my whole life. Um, and, you know, tracking back even further in childhood, not having um, a father figure that would speak life into me. I had my mom and my grandma thank the Lord, but, you know, we all need both parents, I feel like. And so growing up in a broken home, I saw myself as less than like not good enough not worthy enough etc etc and so I just created this um belief system in me that thankfully the Lord has redeemed now in my adulthood <laughs> um but it just opened the door for me to seek my identity elsewhere so like when I turned from the Lord and when my heart became hardened to him and my spirit became less sensitive to his spirit my heart started to harden because of the bullying, because it led to depression, because it led to anxiety, because it led to a questioning of what my purpose is here on earth, why I'm here. If, if, if this is really as good as it gets, what's the reason? And so I did have suicidal ideations. I did contemplate taking my life a few times. And it might sound like silly to you like to say, oh, Grace, you were just bullied though. Like, what's the worst thing that could have happened? Like, what, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot, but to a sensitive person like me, <laughs> it really affected my psyche. Um, and it brought up a lot of inner child things as well as I got older and like to my 20s and my, you know, mid 20s and all that. 
where I landed deeper into the new age um, because I wanted to heal from my past. I wanted to heal from childhood trauma. I wanted to heal from bullying. I wanted to heal from my father wound, all these things. And so I sought to be my healer because I was angry at God that he had abandoned me or left me just like my father did. So you can just see like the storyline that Satan saw a weak spot in me and used that to continue to make me believe that I had no purpose or that if I did have a purpose, it was just to be here for a short amount of time and that I wasn't from this earth, that I was a star seed or whatever it was that I believed. And that gave me a sense of identity. Like, oh yeah, I am a star seed. And the next thing was like, oh yeah, I am a Reiki healer. Oh yeah, I am um, an astrologer. Like all these things, right? Because I didn't have an identity even in my family, nor did I know that God had already um, called me his and as his daughter, I was just kind of in this like floating space. And so one of the first ways that Satan got me was through astrology. And astrology really is just this mixture of 99% truth, 1% lie. And I believed for so long these certain things about my personality and these certain things about my destiny. And I loved it. I loved to learn about myself because it gave me, again, a sense of, okay, I do belong here. Okay, there is uh, something for me to gain here in learning about these things. But because I so heavily relied on astrology and like seeking counsel from psychic mediums or whatever to give me um, peace about my future, it like either the things never came to pass that I was reading about in my natal chart or that I was being told by psychic mediums. Some of these things never came to pass and still do yet to this day. And also um, the parts of me that were highlighted that I loved the most were actually the, the, the fleshy parts of me, the parts that desire to to sin and to go against God and to go against what he has actually ordained and protected me from and so because I've always been curious because I had this kind of more inquisitive nature about myself and I always consider myself to be like a free spirit and I still to this day you know see like the good in that and I know that God created me to discover to go as deep as I can in certain things so that I can eventually know the truth and obviously all of this led me to Jesus, well, he led me, he led himself, wait, Jesus drew me into him through the Holy Spirit, and because I had nowhere else to go, because I had hit rock bottom, I had no, nothing to show for, like, the manifest, manifestation boards I was creating, or, like, just all the healing work I was doing, I, I, I still felt, like, empty, like, I still felt like there was something more, like, I needed, I needed to get to that next spiritual high, and it was this constant roller coaster in my life and I never felt like rooted or grounded in anything and until now with the Lord because he is my rock and I can anchor down in him and rest in him but long story short it just goes to show like because of the way in which I was um not properly I guess uh shown the word of God or shown who Jesus really is, even in like people like that, that were deemed Christian. I was like, well, why do you act that way? If the Bible says to love one another and, and extend, you know, extend grace and just be like, Jesus, like, why is this person yelling at me? Why is this person talking down on me? Christians, you know? And so I had such a skewed perception of God from so many different angles 
that I was like, no, like this can't be it. Like there has to be more. And because the new age is so uh, formulated with the, the love and the light, that love and light existed before anything from God, you know? And so, like I said earlier, Satan doesn't create things. He, he perverts them to create a counterfeit version so that you can go down that road, but then you're not looking, you're looking away from the cross and what really can set you free, which is the blood of Jesus and the cross and everything he already did for us because he said it is finished. And so whoever believes in me will have life and life in abundance. And I, you know, it's not that I regret going through everything <laughs> because obviously God has used my story to help other people and use my story to even um, amplify the faith of people that have been Christian their whole lives. But me having like been Christian, like growing up and like being in youth group and all that, and then taking like a 15 year hiatus and just kind of looking into other places of the world, not just like new age spirituality, but just like finding, trying to find satisfaction, other things, whatever that may look like. And then to come to a place of rock bottom to be like, wait, like actually, what is this? Like where, where, how does this all make sense? And so God being so gracious showed me like none of, of which I am looking towards for identity or to heal my father wound or to feel like I belong on this earth could have satisfied me only Jesus. Like Jesus really is the answer. And I know like billboards say that and t-shirts say that Jesus is the answer, but he really is because he created us, right? He created us. He knows that we are human and he has compassion on us because we are made from dust. But because of the fall of man, because of sin, it, it, Satan doesn't change. Like he's been the same crappy deceiver guy all of eternity like since he fell from heaven because of he was jealous of god he wanted to be god he he fell god cast him out and he fell like lightning and so the first time we see satan actually like on earth is as a serpent and he's going to even saying did god really say that you couldn't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you know and like when you eat from this tree you will be like god you will know all things and so if you think about like how satan deceived eve um because then later on when she gives it to Adam, Adam eats the fruit as well, and then God, they're they're hiding because now they see their 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 nakedness. They they feel shame for the first time, and they're walking in the garden, or they're hiding in the garden. But God is walking in the garden, and so they're hiding. And God goes, "Where are you? You know, like, hello, like, why? <laughs> I'm right here." And because God was is holy, and He sin can't exist in a holy place with with the Lord. God had to also take them out of the garden because he was holy. And so it creates this whole, you know, the story of how Jesus came to redeem a people back to the Lord after the fall of man. As Adam, you know, brought sin into the world, the second and last Adam, Jesus, brought hope into the world to um, clean us from our sin, but also to reconcile us back to the Father. And I think for me personally, I see that how that was the same thing for me in my life when the enemy, and I didn't know that there was even an enemy. Like I didn't have the understanding that there was like, God was after my soul and God is, God is the one that protects my soul. But there's also this enemy that is after my soul and his whole purpose is to seek, kill and destroy me. Like I didn't know these things, you know, growing up in youth group. And that's why now I'm like, we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. We're going to talk about the gospel and we're going to talk about the fall of man (laughs) because it's just things that if you don't know it, 
it's like Satan will use anything to deter you away from the cross and lead you deeper into the road of destruction. And so it, it was the same for me, like, oh, you can know the secrets of the universe, Grace. Like, of course, like, come and, come and astral project, come and um, dive deep into the, the spiritual realm. And I, and I loved being in the spiritual realm. I loved being in that space where I could see everything. And like, I saw, you know, whatever the things that I was seeing during my moments of deep meditation, and I wouldn't even say it was like meditation, it was literally astral projecting. And I would be um, on different psychedelics and I would see like nature look differently. And it's like second or first Corinthians or second Corinthians, one of the Corinthians eleven fourteen that says, for even Satan masquerades himself as an angel of light. So I think back to all the times I was under the influence of any type of psychedelic. Um, and I saw these beings of light and I thought that they were good for me and that they were leading me to the harmony or the peace or the hope or the joy that I was craving or the healing that I was craving, but none of it ever lasted. It was like trading in my, my, uh, my innocence for something that was a temporary, like bandaid over my life. Like I would have moments of temporary bliss and I would have moments of temporary pleasure and moments of temporary healing, but like nothing really ever got down to the root cause of like, well, is this it for me, you know? And that's why I cried out. Like, why is my life showing nothing for all that I'm doing? And, you know, the Lord revealed himself to me uh, that day after I cried out, like I mentioned, or actually, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but yeah, I just went to Deuteronomy. Um, it just, my Bible opened there. Obviously the Holy Spirit did that, <laughs> but then it was like, oh wow. Like I, and it was, it was a, a conviction over my heart, but it wasn't condemnation because condemnation comes from Satan. Con- Satan wants you to feel guilty for your past. Satan wants you to feel shame for what you've done. And it's like, no, like God is so compassionate, so merciful that he sees that we're human. And he had so much grace upon me because I didn't know any any better than what I knew at the time but he revealed to me through his love and through his kindness the truth and the reality of what was what I was experiencing and in his kindness that led me to repent and that led me to repentance and the Holy Spirit met me in my living room and I I felt the love and the care and the and the nearness that I had felt when I was little and so I knew that it was him because I knew it, it, it just felt different it felt different from like what I would feel like with a shaman or like what I would feel um, through a, ch- a guided or channel meditation or whatever. It was like the real love of God and how chills, as I say this, like met me where I was. And so I don't say any of this to, for anyone to feel like shamed or, or anything. I'm just say- speaking from my own experience, but also praying that the Holy Spirit would use me in whatever capacity to show you that as much as God was after me and my heart and that's all he wants is our heart and our, you know, to us for us to trust in him, I would love for that to be the same for anyone that listens to this because there is true freedom in Christ. There is true healing in him and it's not found anywhere else and it's there's true satisfaction in him and yeah, it's just been this beautiful remembering remembrance of where I was how he met me, and where I am now. And I really just want to use this podcast to share that with you guys. Um, because why not? <laughs> and the reason I kept the podcast called Radiant Soul Podcast is because Psalm 34, 5 says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces will never be put to shame. 
and I think about that time and time again I'm like wow sometimes like in my walk the enemy would use my past and like make me feel guilty for it or shame for it but because I keep my eyes on Jesus because I keep looking to the lamb anytime that comes up God just reminds me like no like I wiped your sin as far as east is from the west I threw your sins into the sea of forgetfulness I don't even remember it and and the scriptures say when God looks at us when we're born again he sees the righteousness of his son he doesn't see our past he doesn't see any way in which we've fallen short of the glory of the Lord and that is so beautiful because that that naturally causes me and draws me to seek him even when right now I mess up or I fall or I do things that don't glorify him because he's not going to push me away at arm's length when I mess up like I had thought when I was younger but he actually invites us into himself because he is he's always doing a work in us and it says in Hebrews look to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith so it's like he started this work in us he started our process of sanctification to be more like him every day and he's going to endure with us and be with us as we continue to walk with him even through trials even through um valleys even through highs and lows whatever the case is he's always near to us and we have the holy spirit dwelling in us that we can um always come to god we don't have to go to a priest anymore to atone for our sins we don't have to go into the temple or we we couldn't go into the temple but the priest could but we couldn't you know as like the israelites or whatever but we can just go directly to god because of jesus and him being crucified it's not so cool like the the gospel is so simple and i think that's what i missed when i was younger the simplicity yet the powerful um salvation of the gospel and yeah i just want it to be like very easy for anyone to understand like jesus is not here to condemn you or shame you he's here to set you free and he loves us so so much it's like if only you knew, like, and I pray every day, like, God, give me that, give me your eyes, give me your heart so I can see the people around me as you see them. And I just, I just have so much more love for people now, even more than I used to, because I see how God loves each and every one of you. So that is what I wanted to share on this first episode. And just like we can rest in him now, you know, like we can rest in Jesus. We can, um, lean back and and trust that he has um us in the palm of his hand etched into the palm of his hand and he watches over us with a careful eye um and it's just so beautiful to have jesus not only be our savior and lord and king but like our friend like he's our friend he gets to be our friend he gets to be close to us he calls us his friends he no longer calls us servants but friends because um he lays his life down for his friends and he's just the best so I really hope that this ministered to you in some way or blessed you somehow. Um, I really don't have anything else to share other than this, but I pray that you would continue listening, even if it feels a little triggering sometimes or questions pop up, like you can ask me. I may not know everything. I'm still walking and learning with the Lord. I'm a baby, toddler-ish, you know, only two years in, but I do know that um, he is so quick to help us. Uh, when we call to him and everything. So yeah, I just wanted to share that and I hope that you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll catch you the next episode.